0: Listener-supported, WNYC Studios. It's Money Talking from WNYC. I'm Charlie Herman. It wasn't exactly a blue wave, but this week's election did change the political landscape, in particular, the flipping of the House by Democrats. On their agenda, financial regulations, consumer protections, health care, trade, federal spending, and especially investigations of the Trump administration. What will the Democrats try and tackle first, and what could it mean for Wall Street and for Main Street. Well, joining me are Sheila Kohatkar, staff writer at The New Yorker, and Joan O'Sara, business columnist for Bloomberg. And Sheila, from an economic policy business point of view, what's on the Democrats' agenda?
1: There's been a lot of talk about infrastructure because this is the one area where everyone can sort of feel good about participating. So Democrats have indicated that they would like to try to move forward with some kind of bipartisan infrastructure plan. Now, we can expect there's going to still be a lot of squabbling over the details, and it, of course, still may not happen because we have a very divided Congress overall. But Democrats are going to want to push for a lot of government spending on infrastructure redevelopment, which is badly needed. And uh, I will personally attest that the public transportation in New York City is (laughs) practically collapsing, and uh, we need some rebuilding projects right away. Something
2: we can all get behind.
1: Something we can all cheer for.
2: You know, the problem with infrastructure is that the deficit is now so huge because of the tax cuts that there will probably be resistance, at least in the Senate side, over a big infrastructure bill.
0: Do you think that Republicans who abandon their care for deficits will suddenly find – Uh, religion again when it comes to caring about the size of the deficit?
2: Well, on some level, they already have because they've already been talking about we need to cut Medicaid, we need to cut Social Security, we need to make those kind of cuts to shrink the deficit. I think the Democrats are really going to wind up, for the most part, playing defense. They're going to prevent laws from being passed uh, having to do with diluting the power of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, trying to strengthen the EPA. Uh, holding tough-minded hearings not only in investigative areas but in policy areas where they believe that Trump's various uh, cabinets have gone awry.
0: So that's one thing to pay attention to in particular because you have something like the House Financial Services Committee, which oversees the financial industry, and the expectation that California Representative Maxine Waters will become the chairwoman. We might see a lot of bank CEOs testifying. But I'm wondering if it'll be a lot of bark and not much bite if the regulators are already put in place by the Trump administration and they can move forward on regulations no matter what Democrats want to do.
2: Well, Maxine Waters can certainly inflict pain if she can do nothing else. Calling CEOs before Congress, berating them, doing investigations. Now they have subpoena power, which they didn't have. So can they change what the agencies do? Probably not that much. Payday lending is a perfect example. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is in the process of diluting payday lending rules. She won't be able to stop that, but she can certainly bring payday lenders before her committee to yell at them.
0: Sheila, one area where Democrats may have common cause with the president is over trade. There are a lot of them who are not pro-trade. Are there places there where they could come together?
1: I think it will be interesting to see what happens with the so-called new NAFTA agreement, because, of course, the Trump administration tried to kind of rush that through in order to uh, have it approved before the leadership of Mexico changed over. Uh, But now they have a new Congress, and Congress has to approve this new trade deal, which is essentially a glorified rebranding of NAFTA with some small changes around the edges – Democrats could certainly push for more labor protections. They could argue that Mexico has to improve its labor standards. They could push for certain changes with that. So I think there's going to be a little bit of anxiety in the economic world just about the future of trade packs like that one.
0: Are we at a point, though, where... Because there's such polarization that even if you agree with your opponent on something like trade or infrastructure, that one side doesn't want to give a quote-unquote win to the other side. Or perhaps Trump is so upset at investigations that we're hearing are promised are going to happen of him and his administration that he doesn't want to deal with the Democrats, that nothing gets done.
1: I think there's a very strong likelihood that that's exactly what will happen as as Joe mentioned there'll be a lot more attention drawn to certain areas uh, that the Republicans have chosen to ignore in a democratic led house and I think that is overall a good thing. However, as people noted the day after the midterms, Congress has become trumpier. The the really Trump candidates won in a lot of races. So you now have a democratic controlled house and these much more hardcore Trump-supporting colleagues, and it's hard to imagine that they're going to really figure out a way to pass much legislation, for example.
2: I I do think one area where there could be serious alignment is China because almost everybody agrees that China has not played fair – in terms of taking advantage of American intellectual property, hacking, theft, all that sort of thing. And Trump has made it clear that he would like to put the hammer on China. And I actually think there'd be a ton of Democratic support for that, even from Democrats who might oppose what he does on NAFTA and trade with Europe and other countries.
0: So we hear a lot that the market's like gridlock. That means Washington's not going to get in their business and business can be really good and the market can soar. In fact, it did this week after the election. But I came across this one statistic from the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia, called the Partisan Conflict Index. And it is <laughs> incredibly high, not a historic high, but very high. And I'm wondering, there's a difference between gridlock and between like pure partisanship. Is that really good for
2: the markets? I don't think so myself. But you can see scenarios where Trump decides to shut down the government because he's mad about investigations. You could see things that just come out of the blue that you don't expect because they're so mad at each other. I mean, and I've always believed that ultimately tariffs could hurt us economically because they raise the cost for everybody. Trump doesn't even seem to understand that. But I could envision a scenario where the tariffs finally really kick in and damage the economy. When the new Congress
0: comes into session in January, what's the thing that you're going to be paying attention to the most that will give you a sense of what the next couple of years could be like when it comes to coming together on really
2: important issues like trade and immigration and health care? I don't think there's going to be any coming together, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I think what you're going to have is a stalemate that's both bad in some levels because that means it can't get things done, but good in other levels because it means, for instance, for the insurance companies, you know, Obamacare is going to be relatively safe. It's not going to be destroyed or, or eliminated.
1: I'm very curious to see what tone the Democrats in the House take regarding economic policy issues and the kinds of investigations that they're going to start looking into. There are obviously two routes they could take. They could go very hard after Trump, his business interests. They could start investigating his relationship with Deutsche Bank. They could also take a more moderate tone, and perhaps focus on more substantive policy legislative issues. I'm not saying the first category is not worthy, but it will certainly set a tone in the House, and that will affect the overall climate, I think.
0: Sheila Kauhatkar is a staff writer at The New Yorker, and Joe Nocera is a business columnist for Bloomberg. Thank you both for joining. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC.